In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, so we've had, uh, we've had many wonderful sermons this week and in the past and every year about St. Mary, so there's really no shortage of words that's been said about her. Uh, when I sat down to think about what could I possibly say or what could I possibly think about with regard to St. Mary that hasn't been said before, there really wasn't much. So I thought about to myself, what's something that I see in her life that's lacking in mine? And the thing that jumped out at me really from the beginning was her simplicity. Now simplicity is not a complicated concept, nor is it difficult to understand, but it's very difficult to achieve. When I looked up simplicity in the dictionary, it said that simplicity was the freedom of complexity and deceit. So then when I read this, I said to myself, well, I guess I must be simple because I don't think I'm complex or deceitful. But if you delve deeper into the meaning of this word, it uses the word freedom. In my opinion, freedom is a pretty strong word. Now, if you don't have freedom from complexity and deceit, it implies that you are bound to those two things. So then I began to ask myself, well, am I a simple person? So I started to go through my day, just a typical day. I wake up in the morning after I've snoozed a few times. I get up rushed. I go to the sink and I turn on the cold water and the hot water because the cold is too cold and the hot is too hot. And then I go to my toothpaste and I notice that the person who was using it before me or some other member in my household hadn't closed the cap all the way. So now it's open. And then I get my toothbrush and I start brushing and after a few seconds, the battery runs out and then I get frustrated and I have this toothpaste in my mouth and I have to get another toothbrush and that's just the first minute. We have thousands more to go, but I'm not gonna bore you with the rest. Needless to say, I came to the conclusion that I, I definitely was not a simple person at all. So I thought to myself, well, what are the traits of simplicity? What are the things that St. Mary has that I don't have? And what can I do to achieve them? When I sought to think how important is this virtue to attain, I found a quote by a Catholic saint by the name of St. Vincent de Paul, who tells us, simplicity ought to be held in great esteem. It is a virtue most worthy of love because it leads us straight to the kingdom of God. When I read this, I thought it was a little gimmicky, to be honest. I thought it was like, kind of like an infomercial for simplicity. Like, check this virtue out. It's going to lead you straight to the kingdom of God. Like, that sounds unrealistic. Really? This one virtue is going to lead you straight to the kingdom of God? Well, let's find out. The first trait that we're going to focus on is obedience. When Gabriel the Archangel appeared to St. Mary and told her that she was going to be mother of the Most High and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, what did she say? She said, let it be according to your word. Like, really, St. Mary? Really, that's what you said? Let it be according to your word? Like, it was that easy for you to understand and to accept? Don't you have, like, a long list of questions? Well, she had one. But I certainly would have asked about 300 more. Like, 
What do you mean this is going to happen? When is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? Who's going to take care of me? What are people going to think? And so on and so forth. And if you think that just because an archangel appeared to her, that was enough for her to believe, we can easily contrast that with the story of Zacharias, the priest. An archangel appeared to him and told him something that he wouldn't believe, and he doubted. So needless to say, she was pretty extreme in her obedience. And, and it really wasn't the first thing that anybody would say or anything that would come to your mind if someone told you these, these words that really are difficult to understand. The second, the second trait of simplicity is her innocence. In the Gospel it tells us, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. We're taught in school that when we sit down to take multiple choice exams, any, any answer that says all or none or everyone or everything usually can be eliminated. It's usually the wrong answer. In this particular verse, it says, as long as you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So the opposite is also true, that there is no other way to enter into the kingdom of heaven unless we become converted and become as little children. So really, to become a Christian and to become Christ-like, we have to return and be childlike. I found this wonderful quote by another Catholic saint named St. Francis de Sales that I want to share with you all. He says, True simplicity is like that of children who think and speak and act candidly and without craftiness. They believe whatever is told them. They have no care or thought for themselves, especially when their parents. They cling to them without going to seek their own satisfactions and consolations, which they take in good faith and enjoy with simplicity, without any curiosity about their causes and effects. Now I'll be honest, the, the number one thing that struck me about being a father and about having a child is, is really how simple these children are. I mean, many, many times and almost every time I tell Sophia, come here, she comes. She doesn't know whether I'm taking her to the park, to the car, to feed her, to put her to sleep. She doesn't know what I'm doing, but she comes and she listens. She doesn't cry, she doesn't complain, even though she is now. Most of the time she's not like that. And most kids are not like that. They believe you without questioning, without asking more, without thinking for themselves, well, what's in it for me? They know that you have their well-being in mind and they trust you wholeheartedly. And that's the same way that we should look to God. The next thing was St. Mary's humility. Now, if an archangel appeared to you and told you that you were going to be the mother of the Son of God, like we said, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Son of the Most High, this would immediately do two things to me personally. Number one, it would completely change my psychological mindset. I would immediately think that I was above every other person on this earth. And not only that, but all the other people who came before me too. Which obviously was, is a great sin of pride, but not one that St. Mary suffered from. The other thing was that you would expect, well, if I'm going to be the mother of the Son of God, 
Well then, truly he has thousands and thousands of angels that are there to serve him. Does that mean that thousands of angels are going to come down and serve me? Well, I hope so. I hope they would continue. Shouldn't I inherit some of the glory that he has? No. Instead, she completely forgot about herself. She didn't think about her current pregnancy or her shame or anything related to what was happening in the future. She thought about others. She thought about her cousin Elizabeth, who needed more help in her old age than she did at that time. And she went to serve her for three months. Finally, it's St. Mary's silence, which was the last trait of her simplicity. In the four Gospels, we only have four phrases uttered by St. Mary. She was truly one of those people who, whose actions spoke louder than her words. She didn't need to say much for us to say as much as we are saying about her today. Instead, the only thing that it says was that regardless of all the wonders and the miracles and the things which she saw on a daily basis, she kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. I mean, think about how difficult it would have been if an angel appeared to you and told you all of these things were going to happen and then you find yourself in the middle of, of labor. You're about to bear a child and there's no inn, no person that's willing to take you. I mean, think about that for a second. She knows for a fact that God put her in that situation. She knows that it's God's will for this to happen. But she also knows that God, who planted this seed in her womb for her to have a child miraculously, could easily put a hotel or an inn or anything in front of her. I mean, if a woman or a family that was in the middle of labor came to knock on your door, I would venture to guess that most of us would open our doors and say, hey, you're in the middle of labor, let me do something for you, anything. Take you to the hospital, you can at least just come in so that you're not outside. Instead, she didn't ask any questions, but she accepted wholeheartedly to give birth in the midst of animals. Something which is extremely ridiculous. But if we think at that moment, if our human feeble minds think, well, God must be forsaking her. I was discussing this issue with, with a couple of other doctors today, and, and one doctor said, well, surely she should have gotten tetanus at the very least. I mean, we don't know that, or we know for a fact that St. Mary didn't get her vaccinations during pregnancy. I mean, any number of bacterial infections could have wiped her and Jesus out. And everybody else for that matter. And we'd have no gospel, we'd have nothing. And what I took from this situation was that sometimes we think about the small things. We think about the things that we care about right then and there. We think about our own comfort. We think about, well, if God put me in this situation, surely He should provide for me. But we don't think about the big things. We don't think about the things that, well, God spared her life and allowed her and Jesus to live healthy lives from that point on. The next example, which is similar, was that when St. Joseph came and told her that she should follow him to Egypt, she didn't ask any questions. She didn't say, well, well, why? That doesn't make sense. We can just go and hide and just we can run away. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? Jesus is six months old. Pretty sure he's not on formula. 
He's breastfeeding, and from what I see, it's not an easy process. She's on a donkey for several hours in the day, in the sun, traveling hundreds of miles. That's miserable. I mean, you couldn't pay me enough to be in that position. I mean, when I took a road trip from Ohio to California, and I was in my air-conditioned car, sitting down the entire time with a water bottle that could keep ice for like 96 hours, I was still miserable. Now think about her. She didn't question, she didn't complain, except she obeyed. And she went through it with her simple heart and her simple mind, and she accepted whatever it was that she saw God's will was for her. Finally, another verse by St. Vincent de Paul. He says, God is a being who is most simple in his essence. If we wish to be like him as much as possible, which we should endeavor to be by virtue what he is by nature, we ought to have a simple heart, a simple soul, a simple intention, and a simple mode of action. We ought to speak simply and to act honestly without deceit, always letting our exterior reflect our interior, and never regarding anything in all our actions except God, whom alone we endeavor and desire to please. I pray that through the intercessions of, of St. Mary, God may grant us this virtue of simplicity that he gave to her so that we may live and imitate her as much as possible. And glory be to God forever. Amen.